the Stories of Water podcast, and I'm Sita Davatilla. Stories shape the human experience. More than anything else in our lives, stories show us how to relate to one another and our great challenges, triumphs, and how to connect with nature, consciousness, our past, future, and the time we're in right now. Water is the future of technology in this Aquarian age, and it's been waiting for us to remember. This podcast is all about discovering what's possible, beginning with our childhood stories to understanding our DNA, the wild rivers and the vast oceans. We are water and these are our stories. Natalie, I'm so grateful to have you with me again. This Yay. is our second podcast together, and our first one was just such a beautiful conversation. I was so well received by my listeners, and so I really wanted to like tune in again and go deeper on some of these concepts. And in particular, what I want to f- be able to focus on a little bit today is to understand the feeling nature. So I okay. think so often <clears throat> we spend a lot of time considering our thinking nature and the feeling nature is so it's such a part of the feminine and is such a valuable thing to be able to like control master and understand it totally and also just to be able to heal it in a lot of ways because I think a lot of us have some really trapped stuff so um will you first tell me about your business I know you just launched this amazing sort of new platform and will you give us a rundown of like what you do what your gifts are and how you're in your service right now. Okay. Um, so exciting. Thank you for having me. Seat time. Honored to be back. Yeah. Um, so I've done a rebrand and my new it nurtured soul. Um, and my, I've really been putting an emphasis on blending. I should say leaning into blending the spirit world and the science world. So there's so much from a dietitian perspective that I'm now, you know, the more that I unwind and get really into the holistic side of things, beef liver, beef tail, all of that, and then how it's coming back with the energetics of the spiritual shamanic healing that I, I do. So I'm really leaning into the fact that I'm blending these two worlds really healing male and female, but for the feminine, um, getting us back to our core, back to our core self. Mm. And I, as you, as you know, so I, a lot of what I'm doing is breath work within this, within our session. When you come to see me, a healing session is, it's a lot of breath work, a lot of tapping, um, shaking. Um, I'm sort of walking you down a path of maybe from childhood kind of down a path or some clients will start more present day with like work situations that's stressing them out and kind of work backwards everyone kind of has their flow and we sort of get in that jive and and I just guide you as you're ready to have things come forward to be cleared okay um so with that I've also recently done a little bit more research into somatic breath work to to give more of the science perspective of what's actually being cleared with breath work 
then we have the nutrition side and then just the shamanic energy healing. So it's really mm. starting to come full circle and I'm seeing how this is all sort of braiding, weaving together mm. to be reborn into really nurtured soul. Wow, um, cool. So it's super fun. Um, I've had a few handful of child clients recently, wow. which has been so powerful and so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's really special. Um, they both, they're like, we're having like pains, um, in their sports that they're playing. Like, you know, oh, my knees hurt, my back hurts. Mm. And like really good on the mom to, to be like, this is just weird. Like she's like, I played all these sports as a kid and I don't ever remember saying that my knees were hurting me or my back or whatever. And the kids remember me from the, the pool up at the pines. They kind of, they know I kind of do magic is what, so if something hurts them and I'm up there, they'll be like, can you help me this, I need magic on my arm, it's hurting. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they, they don't really understand it, but they just know it's magic. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I had like a f- full session with each child and they just, I saw them the next day at the pool and they're like, we feel so much better. Oh my God. I Like, I can't believe what you did. And their eyes are brighter and their auras just cleared out. And oh, so it was wow. really, and that was m- different in the sense that I tra- started with the pain point. So for their knees mm. were bothering that mm-hmm. h- him the, and I, you know, I picked up on the crystallized energy perspective of that, of like what was going on with his knee, but then traced it back to some worries and concerns he had with his coach and playing baseball and some of the sports in that sense. So it was more pointed. Whereas like an adult session, maybe we kind of walk this really winding path. Yeah. Um, But it was their first time. They weren't totally ready to like, you know, go out into the ethers of it. But so it was a more pointed session, but really equally as powerful. Their knees, knees aren't hurting anymore. Good. Yeah, it was really beautiful. So definitely working on manifesting more cl- child clientele yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I can see that the children would need and and how beautiful to be able to experience that at such a young age to be oh, able totally. to be like, oh, I am. They're understanding their own energy. Mm-hmm. even if it's not this like super hyper conscious perspective but just totally. to know that like something's off and I can fix it yes. I don't have to just like bear down and get through it like we did as yeah. kids they're like oh no there's a pathway to release yeah cool and it's so it it was just really special and and I was able to do both of those sessions outside so it was just even more oh wow oh, yeah um I've also I was going to share because I think it I've had all male clients last week. Wow. Like long sessions with all male clients. Oh my gosh. And it was, and it, there was just something when I realized it like midway through the week that that was all that I had on my book. And I would like to be the divine feminine and we're leading yeah. this healing path and for the collective right now to have like almost two hour sessions with all of them. Wow. And we got deep into stuff. And I just, it, it brings tears to my eyes because it really, it shows the shift that's coming on the planet right now. Yeah. (gasps) That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I can totally feel into the energetics of that. And I do think that the, um, the feminine so needs to hold the masculine in so many ways right now. And not in a sense of like, oh, you know, like. It's, it's, it's just really tender. It's just really tender. It's like, you can, we'll get there together. Totally. I, 
it's like, you know, we want these loving, unconditional loving relationships. And the feminine is the one that's holding the space for the masculine to come up right now. And our unhealed interactions between the masculine and feminine, we may want our masculine to open up to us. And we're, oh, we're your safe space. We're going to open it up, up to you, whatever. Well, then something happens three months, six months, and we turn around and throw that back in their face. Mm. Maybe not totally consciously, maybe out of spite, our unhealed wounds, their unhealed wounds, things clash. Mm-hmm. And when you, and it, from, a mas, from a masculine perspective, it really has them shut down in a big Mm -hmm. way because it's Mm -hmm. like oh no I'm not safe to open up to you because now this happens Mm -hmm. and that interaction I think I would say is more masculine to masculine yeah they you know they talk smack and chirp each other and whatever Mm -hmm. and that's they don't really love it when it's within their masculine dynamic either but then when you put it into their intimate relationship and we throw things back in their face that they opened up to us in a safe space it really I think has a negative impact on our intimate relationships and that affects us because then we don't feel safe opening up to them it's this whole the whole cycle and the whole web that's there so. totally totally i think i have one of my sort of favorite writers did a podcast recently that i was listening to and he was saying that awakenings are just a series of softenings mm. and i was like yeah that's it you know it's like every time it whatever the context is that we like crunch up and are like god that's so hard that happened or I don't want to it's like when you allow that softening and that heart opening I think it's healing no matter what the context is you know it's like that recognition that vulnerability is our greatest strength and we don't have to build these walls Mm -hmm. between us but man I mean, it's, it's, it's legit. It's real deal work to be in. And I, I, what's funny too, is I recognize in what I find is in these long-term relationships that actually it's almost harder to be open again and again and again, you know, it's like, it's one thing with like a new person or like a, but to be in this, in this you know, long-term partnership where you have to soften and open again and soften and open deeper. It's like, it's, it's like, this is so deep. (laughs) You're just like, you're getting into the core and, and there's also just trust, you know, from both sides. It's like, are you going to honor and are you going to listen? I think the feminine wants to be heard. Are you going to listen to me? Mm -hmm. And the masculine wants like, I don't know what they want, maybe (laughs) to be seen. I don't, you know, and to be, and to be, um, validated yeah yeah exactly like they I think that their their work needs to be honored and in like in a gratitude sort of way almost like they need a little bit more verbal praise of like I'm really proud that you came and talked to me about that totally like yeah you know which we yeah the more that we understand each other's flow then we can hold that space for each other totally totally yeah it's a funny thing too I realized that um lately I've been in this really recognizing this concept of discernment and Mm. listening in my own nature and also in my relationships and recognizing that like the act of listening is an art of the masculine form, which is a really interesting thing. It's like, you would think that would be a feminine. It's very like empathic oriented, but it's actually like 
this discernment is listening with your heart. Yeah. And I feel like that's what most women just want is to be listened to and to be heard and to like let our intuition be sort of this guiding force. Totally. Um, and so for our own masculine natures and for the masculine in out in the world, you know, that act of listening is so powerful. It's like, you don't have to fix anything. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Just please l- listen yeah. and like, hold me maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. And maybe just look me in the eyes, like yeah. really tenderly while yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, that's I so cool. That. Um, so you know, when you, so in, in that same vein as, you know, relating it to your work, when you're working with people and doing some of your like energy and shamanic work, are they speaking to you and able to communicate, um, things verbally or are you just listening to their body and like releasing things from their body? A little bit of both. Okay. Depends on the client. Yeah. I have some that are really big talkers that are, maybe I would say I've gone to more therapy. So they're big talkers and they're good at talking through. And I felt this and did that, mm-hmm. which is really great. Um, and so as they're talking, I'm just clearing it. Others, um, I really are more feelers. Uh, and I just kind of, and really with either party, what tends to happen especially those that are have gone to more therapy or maybe have even just done deeper work with themselves and we because we we can uh we put everything into such a logical perspective of like yeah I know mom and dad sucked and mom Mm -hmm. was this way because of that and dad was this way because of work stress and yeah it's cool like I I get it like it was all right Mm -hmm. and yeah I love consciously that you've made that have that awareness and that shift in your brain space but right now in this moment for these uh, this 90 minutes to 2 hours i just want you to feel mm. like let your let your little child feel how hurt you were that mm. your dad didn't make it to your basketball game or that your mom really didn't validate you or make you feel safe or seen or heard mm-hmm. when your brother was beating you up mm-hmm. and she just told you to toughen up or stop whining like mm-hmm. so i really have been uh i guess focusing on guiding clients back to their inner child Mm -hmm. in that moment like yes I'll let you logic it out and then I say okay pause how did your inner child feel right now in that moment go back to that time and just feel hurt feel sad feel guilty feel fear Mm -hmm. and breathe that out and and it's allowing the sessions to get deeper it's allowing Mm -hmm. them to have a much more profound uh impact after their session Mm -hmm. Um, and with that, again, I'm tapping on the sh- on chakras. Uh, mm. I've been using my rattle a lot, which I think has been, I've been enjoying it more. And I think the clients enjoy it more because either my bracelets are clinking during a session or like, it's hard to know what I'm doing. Like why, <laughs> if I'm just tapping it essentially to you in air, I'm working within your auric field, but right. the rattle, I think gives it a little bit more. Uh, concept to the whole thing which has been nice um yeah well I think the I find that sound to just disperse my thinking 
is great because it maybe just like creates a new like neural like totally and then you're like okay yeah <laughs> I'm here in the moment or something yeah um okay so when your clients go into the inner child work and they're feeling say like um shame or something from yep. childhood and they're able to feel that feeling is it a real like are they releasing that then totally from their body and their like completely yes so we hold and this is where the somatic breathwork education has been really profound is um we're literally rewiring and rebalancing your nervous system as we're releasing this so any trauma that we have whether it's a paper cut that happened because your dad grabbed a piece of paper out of your hand when you were three years old and it startled you Mm -hmm. um whether it's something that small mm-hmm. to uh, going off the road and, and having your car end up in the river as mm-hmm. an adult and mm-hmm. you're we're trapped in your car as it's sinking into a freezing cold river, mm-hmm. like the tra- um, trauma within our body tissues mm-hmm. is still equally impactful, uh, equally affecting our nervous system and our body tissues. And so through the breath work, um, I'm, we're literally releasing it from body tissues. And so as these traumas sit and are stored within our body, they start to manifest. Um, you can have heart issues, lower back problems, slip discs, uh, gout, knee pain, like mm-hmm. anything from just the normal quote unquote aches and pains to like severe disease that mm-hmm. it all really, it all stems down, boils down to these traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, so those traumas are essentially like hits or breaks or into the feeling Chink nature. in our armor. Okay. Of yeah. your emotional body. Yep. Okay. Okay. Wow. And once you have a chink, think about, visualize a, you know, literally a knight in shining armor and you, um, whatever, they got hit on their shoulder, let's say. And so that part of their armor is dented and kind of mangled even though the armor is still there but now they walked through a mud puddle or something and their mud is going to stay more in that dented chunky area versus the rest of it is just going to be able to easily rinse rinse away Mm. Um, and so then it becomes a chink in the armor within our auric field as to where the next go around of trauma is going to start to pile up on whether it's a shoulder or a knee or wherever. Okay. So that essentially creates like a, a vibration that's holding on to some negativity or something. Totally. Okay. And then, so when we release these things, what happens afterwards? Like how does a client feel after they're, they've released emotional baggage that they've been carrying their whole lives or maybe even multiple lives? Totally. Uh, a lot I work a lot with the word lighter lighter more free more at ease calmer um more clarity kind of cool yeah they're seemingly simple words yeah right like yeah but it's it's very hard to put a tangible vocabulary of our simplistic 3d world vocab on the after feeling um, and that's where, you know, I, I, I have a couple friends that I worked on, they're um, male and they're more science brain. And 
he, he even noted, he goes, when you're doing like the shaking and the tapping, he goes, it's almost like this like transcendental like space that I got into. I'm like, yeah, that's the magic. And so I, yeah. I, hate, I hate to boil it down to magic, but it's so hard in our world to put words on something that is otherworldly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting into that now to totally. be able to describe the spiritual science. Yeah. I think all science is actually spiritual science. We just don't have the language for it yet. And so here we are sort of feeling our way through that now as beings. But one of the words that was coming to mind when you were talking is just freedom. Mm -hmm. Just freedom from limiting beliefs that have been sort of like this. I think of it as almost like a prison that we put ourselves in these little cages that we're like, Oh, but I'm living in this cage of, of shame. And a lot of times we don't even know it. You know, we're just sort of like going through life being like, Oh, I've always been ashamed of the way that I have operated in this way because that's just how I grew up. And my parents were always like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, put that in that little box and um, just keep that there. (laughs) That's not allowed in this family. And then, you know, as we go through life, it's like, we don't, the things, these things are like, these triggers come up yep. and it's like, we don't even know what the bottom of the trigger is totally. until like we sit with it long enough. And I do think this is where it really helps to have guidance and a healer come in, you know, and it's like so much of the time we think we can just like, just muscle through it. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I can get through that just time or whatever. And it's like, actually, if we, if we create this softening, yeah. And we are in the presence of another healer who's like, oh, yeah, not only have I been through this myself, but I've helped hundreds of people totally soften into this de- and to let go of it. It's like they're, then, then we can trust the Absolutely. process more. So um, I do find that those 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 little those little trigger moments can can be special. Absolutely. But the, in a good way, you yeah. know, they're guiding us into a deeper part of ourselves. Um, and a I big reframe too I, that I've. I feel most recently a lot of my clients have been saying to me is like the way that you reframe that just really helped me think, you know, it's like we cleared it, we moved it, but then they reframed it. So then Mm -hmm. when they're after the session and they're still sitting with it, because it is, it's, you know, the week after it's big emotions are happening. You may sleep way more. You may be really kind of wooey and floaty Mm because your physical body and energy body are recalibrating to each other. And so Mm -hmm. within that week, even there's, you know, I always say, just be really gentle with yourself because you can kind of feel like you're all over the map. Yeah. And, um, Mm. we, you know, the reframe for them to sit with that and still working through because there is still a conscious aspect within the session to say, yes, I'm clearing things. Yes, you're going to be emotionally neutral. Yes, you're going to feel free and clear and have clarity going forward. And also, what is your awareness on these issues? How are you consciously making steps every day to be better? Mm. Because once you know better, you have you do better. Mm-hmm. And you're not slipping back into old patterns. Mm-hmm. It's now the awareness to say like, ooh, that was my ego or oh, that's an old pattern that's coming up with a boyfriend. I'm done with that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing something from a mm-hmm. higher frequency, mm-hmm. you know? And so having the reframe of us working through and talking through things in the session, um, so that you have tools to go forward in your day to day life afterwards. And so that's why I love being able to check in with my clients. Like I'm always, you always have access to me 24 seven. If you just need to talk and call mm-hmm. or whatever, 
Um, That's huge. That integration piece yeah. is huge. So, because, you know, I don't want to leave people hanging. And that's something that I've had so much time in my shamanic, where I've had my shamanic training is we, it's a very, I was very fortunate to have like a traditional Peruvian shamanic training, even though we're here in Jackson, because yeah. I spent so much time with uh, Mary Raymakers is my, is who I've trained under yeah. and still I'm training under. Yeah. Um, but that always to me was so helpful to be able to, so I just need to talk to you because this bird pooped by my left toe and I need to know what it means or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so I totally. want to offer that to all of my clients and yeah. friends, you know, and yeah. I, I think yeah, that's what's really beautiful and how we are able to elevate in consciousness is when we're looking at these things from a deeper level and mm-hmm. having that awareness. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And the ability to work with others. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's been such a huge part of my journey too. It's like really opening and softening myself to be able to like to be vulnerable and to be seen and to be healed and to know that like that's actually a really big gift of this life is to be able to be with another in our challenges, in our pain. Um, And just that simple art of being seen, I think, is awesome. Yeah. When you talk about, let's, I want to ask you about something that's been ruminating in me for a while now. It's understanding our feeling nature as human beings. And do you think that our feeling nature you know, it's, it's obvious the thi- the way that we think is really obvious, but I think that the way that we feel is a far, is a very subtle thing. And so like, where do you find feelings emanate from or where do they, um, how do they work together with the thinking nature? And especially when the, in the context of, of women, like what is the purpose and the value of the feeling nature for us and how do we use it? in the right way? I think a lot is, goes back to our inner child in the sense that, you know, maybe when you were little, you would get a stomach ache when you would get worried about something or, um, yeah, stomach ache is what seems to come to mind. But in that moment of like, oh, I don't want to do something or I'm nervous about it. And then, oh, my belly hurts because you don't want to go on stage. And like, yeah, that's a big emotion in that in a big moment where we would remember that. Mm -hmm. But to take it to the micro scale Mm -hmm. of to take it to the micro scale to say that someone's asking you to go to a party and you're like, eh, I don't really want to. I'm, I'm like anxious about it. You're not really mm-hmm. feeling it, whatever, but you're going cause you should the quote, the, mm-hmm. the should are supposed to those two words just, mm-hmm. um, but to take drop into your body in those moments and see how you're truly feeling mm-hmm. because it's, we grew up in at least my generation. We grew up from parents that were so, disconnected to uh, very like antiquated way of thinking of like well someone's yelling at you because they love you they want you to do better so your coach is yelling at you so you can do better 
or, you know, and it's like, well, that still didn't feel good that I was getting, I'm getting yelled at every day when I go to practice, even though he means well, mm-hmm. like, so it's kind of honoring these feelings that we're having in our system and to check in with ourselves and, you know, why are we anxious? Why are we dragging our feet? Why are we procrastinating? Like, um, funny thing for myself that I've kind of been, I guess, becoming more aware of is I would say I'm a big procrastinator, probably one of my weaknesses. I've like written papers in college 24 hours before they were due, whatever. And same here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I'm having a more awareness with my procrastinating. Um, I had an issue with, graphic designer but I was really dragging my feet on signing the paperwork paying her all these things Mm -hmm. and it all blew up real quick and Mm. I was like this was why I was dragging my feet because I was unsure I had a splenic Mm. um feeling just I'm big on gut feelings for me that's where my connection is Mm -hmm. and I just kind of would oh forget about it oh I just kept forgetting yeah yeah I'll do it and I forgot and it actually worked out in my benefit in that moment to I didn't end up paying her and I hadn't signed the contract Mm. so thankfully because things went south mm-hmm. and you know sometimes to check in and say like why am I procrastinating on this why am I forgetting about why do you have to remind me 500 times to do a very simple thing like sometimes these moments are to our benefit and it is maybe our intuition and not so much of us being lazy or procrastinating or ergo any other lower emotion oh interesting so there may be a reason as to why we're putting things off dramatically mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that because we know that there's some kind of can of worms there. Yeah. Or it's just that it needs to unfold a little bit more. Like yeah. the energy just needs to unfold so you can mm-hmm. have a clear vision to say like in a full body, yes, to say, yes, I want to do this thing oh. or no, I'm not going to do this thing because of this. But sometimes you just need to ruminate on it and sit with it and l- and let the energy of said things unfold okay that's so cool super super relevant uh, and in that same vein one tool that i have used a lot recently is just stillness yeah the ability to get to so hard. stillness it's so hard it requires uh, it's a practice yeah be for me it's a total practice totally. some days i'm like i can't do it <laughs> it's just like too much but then some days it's like I can totally get there and I can completely still the mind and still the outer. And then I allow this sort of like these truths to arise. It's almost like a still on a still lake. Mm -hmm. There is wisdom that rises up from the depths from the depths. And then in that moment, I'm like, Oh, clarity. Okay. (laughs) Now I can move forward because I know how to totally. Yeah. And I think, I will share this just for people. And it, this town, I love this town, and yet no one knows how to be still. <laughs> it Ever. is like a, yeah, <laughs> unless it's like midnight on you know January whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Um, oh, like sometimes I that I've leaned into in moments where because I struggle to be still and is meditative walks. Mm. Is I really like 
I've run into a few friends at the at the dike, and I'm like, did it in like full blown conversation with the powers that be, just like power walking down the street. They're like, you look really busy. I'm like, uh, yeah, I was. Sorry, <laughs> I have an earbud in. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> um, but it's to say that like having maybe a meditative walk yeah. with the intention of being still, which was why I love barefoot hiking because you have oh. to. I have to slow down. I have to slow quote unquote slow down. I'm hiking, but be mindful of where my foot is going. I'm, I'm watching my next step. I'm looking at this flower that's right there because my foot had to miss this little sharp rock and it just brings me a little bit more to my center Ooh. while allowing me to move because I'm maybe anxious or yeah. a little antsy. And yeah. so I've, I have found that I have a meditative walk, no music, no, typically I don't bring my phone. Um, and just to slow down enough, even though I am physically moving, I'm, my brain is able to turn off or be a little bit disconnected from my normal That's so cool. Flow. I love that idea of a barefoot walk. Mm-hmm. I could totally do that. And don't do it on pavement because pavement and cement chew your feet up. I can walk yeah. like, I don't know, five miles in the woods without like much of a thought. Yeah. Try to walk on pavement. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little hot right now <laughs> yeah. too. Okay, I love that. I really like that perspective a lot. I think um, that our our inner child carries a huge portion of our um, our inner being. And I talk a lot to my clients about really getting to know that inner being. Mm-hmm. And really allowing ourselves actually to embody that inner being more and more. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the work that we do are, you know, we're in this this yeah. group together, which talks a lot about the I am presence. Totally. And will you, will you tell us about what, how you see the inner being in the context of, you know, being a healer and, and being someone who's really dedicated to helping people sort of like, release their chinks and armors and like yeah maybe emanate more from that true place from within totally I feel like I want to start with the I am presence for a hot sec so when to give people a visual so if you see like pictures of Jesus or um, some of his disciples and we typically we see this halo around them we all have that So our I am presence is this ball of light that's above our head. Um, And for some that are like really disconnected, it may be 50, 100 feet in the air. For those that are really conscious spiritual beings, it's resting right on top of their crown chakra or within a couple feet or two of just floating within our space so that realistically when you look at people's energy, you're seeing this ball of light and it is connected right to our head. Mm -hmm. And so much of what... Um, St. Germain talks about in our spiritual groups, he is an ascended master um, and his retreat is above the Tetons here. And so he works a lot with us um, and being connected with our I am presence and being in the now moment, which Mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about. Mm -hmm. Um, So having that time in the morning or throughout your day when you're feeling really disconnected or maybe like you're spinning out of control or really chaotic is to say like I take this a moment of stillness to slow down and say I'm going to connect with my I am presence 
my higher self um, and I'm calling that in so I can operate from my higher self in this moment instead of my ego or lower states of frequency mm. so like you slow down you go go deep within call your higher higher self to to connect and that way you're operating from your presence um and i'm gonna have you repeat the question oh our inner being yeah just how can people live more from that inner being place and i think so i i feel that the inner being place the more that we operate from being in the present moment is our inner being it's we really when we sit down and take the extra 30 seconds to a minute to say Mm -hmm. no I don't want to do that activity or I really would love to sit in the grass with a cup of tea and watch the stars Mm -hmm. um we are we it's the time that we're able to disconnect from this programming from the go 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 from the um I'm doing this because I should or I'm supposed to right. of the day. And we call in our higher self and operate from the space of this is deeply what I want to do right now. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, I should go meet with so-and-so because I had a meeting with her. Maybe that was a meeting is kind of, a, <laughs> you're kind of committed at that point, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to go meet with this person. Right. Um, I'm going to, reschedule my day so I can rest maybe and be connected to that inner child being Um, and I always say like which I love I think my favorite thing is uh, with clients is um, inner child like retrieving soul parts Mm. which are often parts of ours are often parts of our inner child that left so it's a way of self-preservation. So to say, I'll use myself for the, for an example, uh, my, my self-love piece left when I was like 12, I think, once we moved into the hell house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, no, I'm out. Like, I tried. I said I was going to be here, but like, I'm out. You have to do all of these things to help your family hold the frequency get us through living in this hell house like it was truly a haunted house the haunted house yeah, yeah to circle back to our first podcast yeah yeah, yeah the, totally. um and that part of me had left and so that having that reconnection and having that brought back to me um was really important and it these once we the more of these soul parts that we reconnect our soul then becomes whole and so we're, how did i honor that self-love part of me is for the next 30 days after being reconnected I talk to her every day I what do you want to do today do we want to go sit by the river do we want to go for a walk do we want to go dance like Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and we can honor our inner being every day by often just talking on reconnecting with our inner child Mm -hmm. as to what that child would want to be doing in this day in this Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. and maybe yeah you work a nine-to-five and you have all these matrix type lifestyle that you live that you have quote-unquote have to fulfill yes obviously do those things you're not gonna blow your life up and not do any of them Mm -hmm. 
And also, how can you carve in 20, 30 minutes, an hour of your day at the end of the day, maybe at lunchtime or break it up so that you get to really connect with your inner being, your inner child and have moments of love and stillness and joy Mm -hmm. to lift you up and reconnect you Mm -hmm. to your higher self. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I feel that one really critical piece that's sort of missing from a lot of the adult world today is just this concept of play. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're so, and I am too. I mean, it's it's so serious and I have little kids too. So they're constantly showing me like, mom, jump on a trampoline with me and (laughs) dance with me and spin me in circles. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do this. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like, can I please get, you know what I mean? But I do find like, I, um, you know, we did a session, um, last summer, I guess it was. <clears throat> and I had some trauma from my childhood of being sexually abused. And my inner child was definitely scared and, um, distant from yeah. me. And once I, she came back into my life, I felt so playful with my kids Yes, on a different level. Like it was fun to play dolls Mm -hmm. and fun to like sit there and be puppy dogs together. You know, I can't say that that's like sustained itself forever, but I did really, I remember having this sort of like new exuberance. Yes. Um, And so I guess I feel like if you're an adult and you're like, I don't know how to play anymore, you know, there might be some, recollection and some trauma that needs to be sort of cleared absolutely and that the the benefit of that is this playfulness Mm -hmm. this return to sort of being a child of the earth again and like really innocently playing I love that I love that you just said that because it is that it like I and I think that's why I've enjoyed so much playing with the kids at the pool doing swim lessons yeah because truly I'm like really can play and be in the moment with them and you know yeah we're mermaids in the water or whatever you know and I'm in the pool for like six hours <laughs> yeah <a> stretch <laughs> and I'm still just you know I I can allow myself to really disconnect and be in the moment with the kids and it's really cool that's so special and I had like I think three or four soul parts brought back now yeah yeah no I find that it's an ever unfolding and evolving thing and each time <clears throat> I have some part of me return. Um, It's like a coming home Mm -hmm. that's uh, – words may not do it justice, but the feeling of it is coming home Mm -hmm. after a long, hard journey of being away, you know, and being separated. Yeah. And I feel like once we experience the coming home, the real coming home to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? To our own hearts, to that God presence that lives within us, there's a self-love that is activated in that. That's like, it doesn't go away. Yeah. It doesn't go away. And I do feel that's like the higher lifting of the heart is like the returning home to ourselves and that's been one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced in my life. I would agree for my own path, yeah. 
And so I feel like when we're in those healing spaces and we're in the work, you know, like in the, and it's always the process, right? There's no, you know, I've, some people probably could be healed in a moment, but most of us, (laughs) we go through journeys, you know, and that's, that's that's part of the fun of it, I think, is to like, let it unfold before us. It's a mystery. But, um, when we do have those moments of, of coming home and being whole, it's like a, it's a return. It's a return to, I, I find it to be like a return to God. Yeah. And I had this, I had this big healing this spring and I, you know, I was in this meditation and I just kept thinking like, God is so good. God is so good. And I saw this, this, understanding of the soul and how it journeys through all of the lifetimes and like you know we know that they're hard we know earth is hard earth is is school you know we're here we're learning like okay (laughs) it's humbling yeah um and so when but i've found that like we go off to come home Mm -hmm. it's almost like you have a child in your life you know, when you let them go off on these big journeys and, you know, go learn about themselves. But we know that, you know, home is like, they're always going to come back to yeah. home. It's like where the, the hearth is. It's where yeah. the meal is served. It's where the unconditional love is. And I think it's the same thing for the soul to be able to go off and travel. And, you know, we experience trauma and hard things. Mm-hmm. But there's always this, like, unending love and forgiveness from God that's like ever waiting for our return home and I would say like pursue that relentlessly yeah no matter what it takes who you have to go see what kind of work you have to go through because when you get home you know you're home Mm -hmm. there's not like a did I get there it's like you know it yeah um and it's just such a magical place to be totally it really it's so it's warm and it's just it's love and it's yeah we were all born out of that space of unconditional love between alpha and omega like that is this pure undivine undying love and omega talks so much about that um there's a book that was written through a messenger of hers that i have read um and sh- that is her whole thing. It's like, I am just, I am love. Like, come home to me. I am, mm. I'm, I'm ready for you. I love you. You are mm. my child. You are a child of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding you through all of your hardships. And you're not alone. Because that is what the mother does. And who, how do we recognize where the mother is, both in maybe a cosmic perspective and within? It's the warmth and the love, I think, that we feel. And it's hard when we have mothers maybe who did not fulfill that role for us because they were wounded and they had their trauma that they were going through and what they their journey they were working through. Mm-hmm. And I would say to lean into people in your life, maybe in the physical space, who provide that warmth and love for you whether it's an aunt or a grandmother or a friend an, an elder friend you know mm-hmm. lean into that in the 3d space 
-hmm. And then from a cosmic perspective, like just like, have you ever just sat and, and just felt the love that's in your heart and just allowed it to multiply and multiply and multiply so that the room is just full of love. And it's, you would say it's my love because it's, I'm visualizing my love expanding, but it's, excuse me, once we go into that heart space and to multiply that love from such a deep level, it's, that's Omega. Like that's our, that's the mother God. We have Alpha as the father God, Omega is the mother God. And that's her like coming through us. That's just filling us with that unconditional love. And the more that we feel that and connect into that within our heart space, that's when we realize like, I am worthy of love. I am I am love and I'm not settling for relationships that are not filling me with love that are truly that deep and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So you're saying we don't have to seek it outside, right? No, it is. It's within all of us and it's the, it's in maybe those moments of stillness um, to say that we are able to connect to it and to recall we call that deep, deep love in to our space, into our heart space. Okay. Will you guide us in maybe in the last bit here? Let's take a few minutes. Will you guide us through like a little meditative um, love? Right? Yeah, yeah, just okay. like a love opening sort of at the end of this yeah. conversation. Yeah, I feel like there's some juice that we could okay yeah we'll <laughs> unfold in this moment so um wherever you are hopefully you can find a meditative space or a moment um put some headphones on and natalie's gonna take us into a little meditation okay take three big breaths maybe you put a hand over your a hand or both hands over your heart chakra center of your heart space for those that center of your chest I should say and as you breathe pull that that energy that air right into the center of your heart and just let it fill you maybe in the first breath it's a it's shallow and doesn't fill too much on the next breath let it fill deeper Pulling that energy, pulling that love down from to your solar plexus, to your sacral chakra, into your root chakra, and just let that love move out around your auric field, feeling the warmth. Maybe it feels like a big hug. Maybe with your next big breaths, you push that love out a little farther. Maybe it fills the chair you're sitting in or the earth that you're sitting on. Maybe the next couple breaths it starts to fill 
sort of a big bubble around you, maybe stretching out to the walls of the room that you're near. Feel the warmth. Feel the hug. Feel the hug of Omega just, just giving you the deepest, warmest hug that you could ever fathom. And allow yourself to just sink into that feeling, to just be held. Be hold, held by the mother. Maybe you feel like you're rocking a little. Maybe you feel that love. Maybe you're in your bedroom or office space and that love is now it's pushing at the walls and the ceiling. Maybe you see pink. Maybe the love is starting to ooze out the windows or the doors into the next room. Let it hug you. Let it hug those around you, your animals, loved ones. We're going to send the love out to whoever is on the forefront of your mind, your children, best friends, family members, grandparents. Send them a little love bubble. A little pick-me-up for their day. And allow yourself as those love bubbles are sent out. Start to come back into your being. Enjoy that tingly feeling, maybe that's in your hands and your feet, and in your heart space. breaths just to keep your chi flowing, moving. And as you feel ready, as you feel centered, sit with yourself. Maybe you feel like there's a little more space around you. 
as that love has been sent out into the world, but you still feel that love in your heart and in your being, and that's what you hold on to for the day, for the evening, for the day, whenever time you're listening to this. Three big breaths to bring you back into your body. Maybe you wiggle your fingers and toes. Holding on to that love and also making space for you. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you, Natalie. That was amazing. I have a really close friend who's a quantum physicist, and he was telling me about this, uh, what he calls the quantum planum, which is space. And our, you know, science teaches us that space is a void. And his calculations and interpretation is actually that space is so full. Yeah. And that it's not devoid of anything. It is love. Mm-hmm. And that it's not that we have to go seek it out or find it. It's that we have to uncover all of the pieces of us that have told us that it's not the all-pervasive, all-pervasive feeling and existence that there is. Wow. And I think that, I so felt that in that meditation, just this, it's already there. Mm. And when we believe it, and we feel it and qualify it, it grows yeah. in truth. So maybe we'll end it right there. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing about your um, nurtured soul and shamanic um, gifts that you're offering I can attest that you're a really gifted healer who I you know I've I've been to see you and we've been friends for almost a year now yeah I feel like it was almost exactly a year ago that we did our first podcast so um yeah Natalie's tell us about your website and how people can find you um okay so nurtured soul rd.com so nurtured soul registered dietitian.com um and my instagram is nurtured soul dot rd um and you can message me through there uh, my email is natalie at nurtured soul rd.com and yeah i would love to work with you love to connect and chat with you um Cool. Nurturedsoulrd.com. 
All right. And Natalie's sort of specialty is helping people clear your emotional pathways so that you can live in the mo present moment and not in the <laughs> past or future. <laughs> not in the past moment of yeah. whatever those more traumatic emotions are. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Lots of love from uh, the quantum planum. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah.